everyone, I'm Erin. I'm Dodger. I'm Lou. I'm Moika. And you're listening to MangaPod. MangaPod originally airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dexbonus or twitch.tv slash happilyerin. If you would like more MangaPod, go ahead and check us out on Twitch or you can check out our VODs at youtube.com slash happilyerin spelled H-A-P-P-I-L-E-E-E-R-I-N. Thank you guys so much. Goodbye. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, everybody. Hello. Oh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Hello, hello, hello. You guys probably just heard heard an echo of hellos from us because I had the Twitch stream unmuted. Oh, I've done that many a time. Don't worry. You are not alone. Hello, and then you said hello, and then Boyka said hello, and then it just went back in a chorus, and then we all continued to say hello. Perfect. Great. Good. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Manga Pod. I'm Erin. I'm Dodger. And I'm Moika. And we are a <laughs> podcast in which we all get together after we've read all or part of a manga. And then we discuss those friendship, love, and lots and lots of spoilers. We also have a fourth host, Lou. He is not here this week, but if you want to go ahead and send him all sorts of love, uh, his Twitter handle is Lou Talks Anime. So you should go and check him out. Send him hearts and all sorts of stuff from the Manga Pod family. Uh, mm. If you never join, oh, wait, just kidding. Hold on. I jumped so far ahead <laughs> i jumped so far ahead <laughs> um really quick uh we are reading my lesbian experience with loneliness as well as the sequel my solo exchange diary we read the whole thing of both they're very short so it's two volumes very quick it's like seven mm-hmm. six or seven chapters each one um and a really quick announcement uh we if you didn't hear are on spotify and itunes now uh, just Manga Pod Book Club on there. We are currently the number one manga podcast on Spotify, Yo! which is really cool. Which has hands. Which is super dope. So if you guys do want to go ahead and listen to that, um, we only have three episodes up right now, but we're going to continue adding current episodes. And once we get in a little bit, we're going to start adding classic episodes too. So episodes from the last few years, like, ways away if you the real goodens real goodens <laughs> when we were babies um <laughs> if you guys there's one that you would specifically like to see there is a recommendation thread on our subreddit which is manga pod um there's also recommendation thread for like future manga that we read or manhwa or whatever so you can also go there um yeah. so if you've never joined us for a manga pod before what we like to do is give you a short spoiler free description aka summary then we'll give you our spoiler free recommendations whether we think you should spend time going to read this manga or not that way if it sounds like something you're interested in you can take your leave before we get to spoiler section go and read it and then come back and watch the vod on youtube which is on happily erin or you can listen to it on spotify all sorts of that fun Fun little things after you read it. Uh, we will give a countdown until countdown right before we go into spoiler section. So that's how, wait, you have a you have a time to move your goose, Audi. Move your goose. <laughs> it's a normal thing to say. So I've got a hair stuck somewhere. In... Okay, got it. You okay? 
this one's all about self-love so you get that strand of hair yeah, you get that hair out of your face girl you live your best life thank you i like that i get permission to do such things <laughs> um so is there anything else i need to say before i read the description i don't think so i think you covered no, it all i think you covered you it. it all okay mm -hmm. so i'm gonna go ahead and read i'll read uh the description for a lesbian experience first and then do solo exchange diary so um <clears throat> the heart rendering heart wait what heart rendering <laughs> i'm just gonna get comfy <laughs> i'm gonna skip that part my lesbian experience with loneliness is an honest and heartfelt look at one young woman's exploration of her sexuality mental well-being and growing up in our martin modern age oh, shit i'm putting r's where they do not belong <laughs> <laughs> told using expressive artwork that invokes both laughter and tears this moving and highly entertaining single volume depicts not only the artist vir <laughs> burgeoning <laughs> is yes. it burgeoning i think so <laughs> <laughs> sexuality but many other personal aspects of her life that will resonate with readers jesus fucking christ that's a <laughs> okay this is the description from my soul exchange diary volume one this sequel to the vile sensation my lesbian experience with loneliness was also named one of amazon's best graphic novels for 2018 struggling with the idea of living alone and adjusting to the effects of her previous book's success this follow-up to the award-winning autobiography comic continues the author's quest for self-acceptance and love i 97 percent nailed that one hell yeah you crushed it you got it, it. proud of you <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks everyone in chat is like words are hard <laughs> words are hard they are diff they are diff um who would anyone like to go first for oh what were you gonna say what What's with, what's I I wasn't sure if I should wait until after we've given our our recommendations or not, but um, there are like just so everybody's aware who's watching. There are lewd elements to this manga, but it is not the focus at all. Mm -mm. It is much more about like the mangaka learning about themselves as a person. Um, so I would say it's it's more like emotionally and mentally taxing to read than it is like ooh yeah <laughs> like ooh, at all bits. oh yeah. my goodness is that a titty <laughs> look at the nippy nips yeah so just fyi for anybody who's like oh my goodness what a lewd read yeah not nearly as lewd as other stuff we've read <laughs> no no in here agree yeah that's a good good point to bring up um so recommendations um, I since I was already talking, I'm willing to go first. Uh, I actually this both of these really surprised me. Um, I actually really really loved them uh, because they're so like since they are autobiographical, it's um, it's a very very interesting read because there are moments where you're so frustrated with her, and there's moments when you're so frustrated with her family. And like it also, um, it it reminded me so much of the conversation around vlogging, right? Where people who are vlogging are like, I'm not sure how much I should say in these videos, but the videos are about my life. That element is so much a part of this as well, where it's like her trying to gauge like, 
how much she should put in a comic that is about her life. But if she leaves stuff out, then it leaves out context, right? So it's, mm -hmm. it, I thought that it was really, really interesting. It went in directions I was not expecting at all. And I thought that the way that she like put imagery inside of the manga was really well done. There were moments where she was trying to describe how her brain was working that I thought um, were really interesting, like as part of a comic splash. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I actually really liked it. Marika, would you like to go next? I really liked it, and it got me thinking about my experiences in life. And mm -hmm. so I would definitely recommend... Wait, we're doing recommendations, right? Yes. Spoiler-free yeah, no, recommendations. Spoiler-free. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely recommend it. Uh, yeah, I even... I'd say it's a good read for guys as well, just for mm -hmm. the like a different perspective. And I mean, again, it's it's all about like self growth and learning about yourself. So even though you might be like, I'm not into girls or I'm not a lesbian or whatever, you can still look at your experiences and be like, huh, like I can kind of understand that. And maybe it'll give you perspective on something you didn't understand from your experiences back then and so on. So mm -hmm. I, I definitely recommend it. Um, I feel like people's sexuality is definitely not talked about, even though we have progressed a lot in recent times. So I always think thinking about your experiences is good, and this definitely got me thinking while – learning about this girl's like experience with her own sexuality mm -hmm. yeah i'm the same way i really really loved this manga um and connected to it a lot and as somebody like there's so many manga manhwa webcomics all of that that deal with mental illness but i feel like i haven't seen it so directly and openly discussed as a, and pointedly discussed it's not just like mm -hmm. analogy or anything she's very obviously touching on all these points and symptoms and realities that she's going through and as somebody who has bipolar mental illness like what reading it so succinct and making it the way she writes it and describes it without all of these fancy words is very very i was c very connected with it um mm -hmm. and like you guys said you don't have to be like exactly her and have all of her exact circumstances to relate to what's going on it's so um so i really loved it i think it's something that helps you open your mind and like makes you think but in not in necessarily a like dark twist like triggering way like it's a very um, I don't want to say lighthearted because it's not, but it's accessible. Like, accessible, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so I really recommend it. I <clears throat> really enjoyed it the whole thing through, and it's really short, like we said, it's really short. Um, so yeah, I recommend it as well. Sick. Cool. Uh, we all recommend it, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, let's jump. To spoiler section you guys once again spoiler section is where we're going to talk about the entirety of both volumes if you do not want to be spoiled for what we're going to be talking about now is the time to go ahead and take your leave and then you can come back and 
listen to it later. So yeah. let's go ahead. Countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Boop. Uh. <laughs> loneliness. Loneliness. I, loneliness is God. God. I don't like that. I don't either. Negative. I don't like that. I reject we'll that. that back. We're going to edit that part out later. <laughs> yeah. That's wrong. No. We'll, we'll get Lou to say something, even though he wasn't here. We'll just <laughs> okay, throw it in there. Put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> He's always on top of that. That one. Oh, goodness. Um, All right, guys. What were you expecting? What did you think this manga was going to be like? <laughs> I was expecting it to be a lesbian experience with loneliness. Sure. Um, and, but I did not expect it to be as real as it was. Did not expect it to be as much. Um, I expected it to be much more a coming out, finding yourself within like being queer. That that's what I was expecting. I didn't expect that to be a side along that went along with her previous experiences as well with like mental illness and her parents. So I wasn't expecting it to be as much about mental her like mental illness but also like you were saying before about what it means to put yourself and your life out there for other people to read and grasp onto because this was this was a web comic yeah it was on pixel i think right so Mm -hmm. it was interesting to have chapters go out and then the next chapter she would reference the chapter she had written and like how people had responded to it yeah and I was like oh my god it literally reminds me of the people that would vlog every day you know and um especially in the scenarios where um like when she started having a girl take interest in her and then like writing in the chapter that she wasn't actually interested in the girl and then the next chapter talking about the girl texting her and being like, you really hurt my feeling, right? Like that sort of stuff. I was like, this is so wild because it is so real. It is a diary. It reads exactly like a diary. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, I didn't expect, I don't know. I don't know why, because having it be a reference to real situations and real people, it would feel more raw. But like the way that, she depicts her family is is so heart-wrenching right because she acknowledges that there are things that she loves and like that that she's really clingy with her mom but at the same time that her parents were abusive in different ways mm-hmm. um and uh it's oh god <laughs> like it really messed me up like this this whole this whole thing, uh, I did not expect to, number one, fly through it, and number two, to just be, like, so invested in her understanding her relationships better, specifically with her parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a rant. I'm sorry. No. Noika, how'd no, you feel? Okay. I, was, I, was, I was agreeing so much with you, so I'm, like, Holding on to that move after <laughs> I wasn't just like, uh-huh. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, Dodger. Uh, okay, I... Dodger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I thought it was gonna be 
because I knew it was like there are some like biographical elements, and so I don't know. I just I guess I didn't expect it to be so raw and just so normal. I was expecting there to be more like made up parts here and there to try and hide some of the more like private details, and so it was it was. I don't know. It was weird because she it she even talked about how there is someone in the in her reviews for the comic that was like, oh, this is like, I don't know. It's kind of disappointing, but I don't I don't want to say that it's disappointing. I just I don't know. I, I don't know why in my brain I was just like, oh, she's going to add like fake stuff to like try and make it seem more exciting, which she definitely did not need to because I was so invested. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I don't, it was just, it was so weird just getting to, it's like you said, it was so weird getting to see a vlog version that was drawn, I guess, essentially for this. Yeah. Also, uh, um, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> go go ahead. I was just going to, also reading a story that um, is so pro escort. Yeah. Because in Japan, like, it's not it's not illegal and it's not an issue. So to just like really openly be like, yeah, I hired a lady to have sex with me a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's to be talking about that. So straightforward as well is mm -hmm. interesting. And like such a like it, positive, it's not like mm -hmm. negative at all. I didn't think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Both of the girls that she met with, I think she, depicted in a very like sweet warm way mm -hmm. you know and that uh I thought it was really interesting how how open she was about how nervous she is like I really want to touch this person but I'm terrified to touch this person even though I paid this person to like touch me and let me touch mm -hmm. them like I still don't feel like I'm allowed to <laughs> um and uh yeah I think both both of the girls she depicted in a way where you were like, oh, they seemed really sweet. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm, I'm really glad that her first lesbian experiences were with such nice ladies. Yes. <laughs> and That's how I wound up feeling. The, um, I was totally the same. I was like, oh, thank goodness. It wasn't a horrible experience. And she also, I thought, did a really good job of describing her anxiety throughout the mm -hmm. whole thing. Um, because she had built it up so much in her head, which is totally normal. And then that doesn't just go away, like immediately, just because you're suddenly in that circumstance that you've been thinking about and wondering about, just because mm. you get into that and you've like had all this control over it. Like you set the time, you picked the girl, like you picked where, um, just because you have that doesn't necessarily mean the anxiety you have from building up in your head is just going to be like, no more. It's all gone. Right. And so I was expecting with the first one and the, like the first one more, but also the second one where she would just be like, okay, she's getting into it. Like she enjoys it. Like she, all these questions she has are just evening out. Like she's getting all the answers. And when that didn't happen, there was a moment where I was like, oh man, I felt I'm so kind of frustrated. And then I think, well, no, duh. Like, that's not, that's how it works. That's not how that's, it works. Yeah. yeah. And so that goes back to the thing of it's so real and so raw. And it's not just, uh, I'm painting this pretty picture to tell you this story. It's like, no, this is 
what I'm going through, the experiences. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that part. Yeah. Um. There's just so much to like unpack. The fact <laughs> I know that we was... have like mm-hmm. only two volumes. There's still so much to go and through. Something I wanted to point out is that even though since it is a diary specifically the second one there is so much exposition there's so many text boxes but i wasn't bothered by that at all because i felt like it went so quick because it was Mm -hmm. just like her her voice is just so succinct she knows it she isn't trying to fluff it or like i said earlier she's not trying to make it poetic at all um yeah and so that i think made it a little quicker to read just because you're so engaged with who she is and how she is telling the story and it is very it does feel very conversational like even if she's trying to explain something to you as the reader it's very i was reading a book or somebody once told me this thing like and they described it like this and then it's a lot of visuals along with text and I think that made it it go really fast and it was really ingestible. Like like we were talking about earlier. It's just a very it's a very accessible look at someone who um has has just like mentally dealt with a lot and is trying to let themselves be loved and love themselves and understand themselves better. Um the whole section in solo exchange diary where it was like, she's desperate to move out, desperate to move out, desperate to move out, finally has an apartment and doesn't move out. Mm-hmm. And then like just stays with her parents for a while, even though her parents are making her miserable. And then like having, having like a real come to Jesus moment with herself. Right. Of like, I need to leave, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, it is for the best that I get out of this situation because I'm making excuses to stay here, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. it's it's like holding me back. And I, I think I loved that part of Solo Exchange Diary because even in my lesbian experience with loneliness, it was it was mentioned throughout like her saying, oh, I want to move out and get my own place. And her parents being like, you don't need to do that. You don't need to leave. Why would you leave? You can't afford to leave. Right. Like coming up, even though they constantly belittle her coming up with all these reasons that she can't leave and be on her own and why she's like worthless on her own. And like all it was it was just so wild Mm -hmm. to have snippets of that throughout and then get to the point where it was, I don't want to leave because of X, Y and Z, but I have to Mm -hmm. I have to get out. Right. (laughs) And I was like, man, I didn't realize that we were that we were kind of going on a on a snapshot journey there with that specific storyline, you yeah. know? Yeah, I was the same where I didn't realize like, oh, okay, it's building up to the point where she's going to be like, okay, this is what's most important for my house. I didn't realize. And so it set the stage to that part so subtly throughout both mm-hmm. volumes so that when it did happen, it was like, oh, I'm so proud of you. I know (laughs) I know I was so happy and I think the way that she put it too um made it 
obvious how hard it was for her. Like the way I, I think her exact words, at least in the translation, were like, I have to abandon my mom. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was such a good way to put it because it it gave us a look at how she viewed it. Mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't just I need to get out and like be on my own. Like she believed that staying would help her mom, but acknowledged that leaving even though it might make things harder for her mom, leaving was the only way she was ever going to be happy. Yeah. And like how difficult mm-hmm. that is, you know? Oh, man. It's like, so <clears throat> this is like a twofold, a twofold thought. Um, so that, like just relating, being able to relate so much to things like that where I'm at the point like, wait, did she live my life? Like I'm so confused. <laughs> is this yeah. me? And... um. So that part was just so relatable. And then growing up, it's like us as kids, it's like our parents are supposed to be the like greatest people. Like we, they mm-hmm. take care of us. They're the caregivers. We're supposed to always listen to them. Be able them, to rely on them and listen to them. Be able to, to re- rely on them. They don't do wrong. Like as the kids, the kids are doing wrong because the parents mm-hmm. are teaching the kids and they're telling the kids like, this is what you're doing wrong. This is not, this is how I'm raising you. And then as you grow up, you're just like, you get to a certain time as you grow up where you're like, oh, my parents aren't perfect. Like they right. aren't, they do make mistakes and they're looking back on it where you're just going, you're just like, it's a weird, weird feeling with how she said, I have to abandon my mom. It's like, no, I'm supposed to make things easier and take care of my mom. At least for me, this is like going yeah. off my experiences too, where it's like, no, my mom didn't do anything wrong. Like she wasn't the abusive one in the fan. Like that's not. And then once you hit that, I had that like same epiphany that she did where it's like, oh, wait, like I can't. I can't be free. Like, I can't be grown up. I can't be myself if I'm constantly, like, being held back by this weight of trying Mm -hmm. to take care of somebody else who should have been taking care of me. And so it's just like, yeah, I was just sitting there like, oh, my God, crying. (laughs) Yeah. Such a real, yeah. So many parts where I was just, like, tearing up, like, I think that's the noise I made. And following it up with her first book getting published and her leaving it for her parents to read. Yes. Oh, my God. And the both of them being, like, so weird about And I thought I thought another, like, really poignant moment was her saying to herself, like, they're so upset about the lesbian stuff when mm-hmm. that's not the point of the book. Right. Like it's like they didn't even read the parts where I was talking about how miserable I was and how depressed I was and my anxiety and my lonely. Like they didn't even see that. Right. They just knew that their daughter is a lesbian and hired a prostitute. Like that's the only thing that they paid attention to and everything else was just static. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, how frustrating would that be? Like obviously leaving that book there for them to read was like this is the easiest way for me to tell you how I've been feeling all this time. Yeah. And they didn't even get it. Like how frustrating that would be in her position. Oh my God. Yeah, that, cause you're just like, she is, that is her 100% fully putting herself as far out there as you possibly can. And Mm -hmm. that is the same thing where you're like, 
all right, I don't know how to talk, but I'm so terrified of putting this out there because of what these important people to me might think or what they're going to find out. And then also what they're going to realize I feel about them, like how I think about them. When you're putting something so raw out there, you have to also like be like, this is my perspective. Like, I do need you to acknowledge that. And then for them to just be like, well, we don't want to talk about this stuff, communicate about this stuff that you went through from your perspective. So we're just going to focus on this, the lesbian part of this. Like, right. The smallest, like, not small, but like the mo- thing. Thing. Wow, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> the thing. Yes. But yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh- Moeka, I feel like we've been trampling over yeah, you. I'm sorry. sorry. How are you no, feeling? It's okay. No, I. <laughs> what would you like to talk about? Kind <laughs> of like think about what I want to say because I think for me the, I think this part of the manga definitely hit me the hardest because, <clears throat> I mean, it's only been recently where I was in her position where I just felt like, I can't like I feel trapped and I don't know how to like, get out of the situation and just thinking about it like makes me tear up because I like completely understood how she felt and so I think that was like the hardest part is learning how to get out of that situation and at the same time I've I mean she talks about it later on is how it's just if you don't know how to communicate that well enough it's so difficult to get your feelings to be understood which Mm. is when you think about it in like their society it's like so frowned upon to to have like a lesbian or gay daughter because in in their society it's oh you you failed your child you like you must have not cooked her enough meals or done enough (laughs) for her and so for to like see someone like a different country having the same experience maybe not the same exact like issues but just seeing her like go through this was so definitely frustrating because part of me like now understood like oh it's like yes your parents definitely suck because they themselves are also not communicating like how they feel and so it's just Mm -hmm. so frustrating to like secondhand see like yes like your feelings are completely valid but you're not explaining your yourself to them like in a like concise way from their perspective and it's like the same from the other side and so right it's just oh it's just so frustrating and so for me this part definitely hit me the hardest because it's just it's so hard getting out of that situation especially when like from their parents size it's like yes you cannot if you move out like you like don't have a full-time job which over there that's like such a huge part about like growing up is okay you have a full-time job you can support yourself and then like when we get old we'll move in with you whatever like you can support us and yourself and so just her like going through this and me having gone through that experience kind of as well is just oh it's so difficult it was so hard getting through that part for me (laughs) yeah yeah it is it it I think one of the reasons that it it hits so hard is because it is like her life right it's not somebody who's trying to depict this situation from fiction 
-hmm. like it's her exact life so i think there are moments that that just feel so like god that's too real (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. it yeah it is hard for those of you in chat who are saying like man this sounds like it's a rough read um she does she does make this manga in a way where it it goes quickly and it is accessible and and it is it is cute and fun sometimes um but there are definitely moments in it depending on on you and your situation as well i'm sure like it can be more or less rough but there are 100% scenarios in her manga where you're just like i just want to help you so bad Mm-hmm. whether it's I really want to help you see what you're doing or it's I really want to help you see what other people are doing <laughs> I think one of it's really good the I mean there was definitely a few parts that I was just like oh I connect with I think one of the biggest parts was near the beginning when she was like talking about having mental illness as she was growing up and figuring things out and how to be with that and she very early on at the very beginning is when she really talked about that mm-hmm. um which made me be like okay she's not gonna hold back like she's very much going in because she talked about having an eating disorder and depression and how she self-harmed um yeah and so there was oh, the whole cutting section was really interesting yeah. to me and like where she's talking about um, and I totally relate to this because I still struggle with it where it's like your mind is hurting so much. Your mind is just like in so much pain. And I actually tell Kaylee that too. If I'm going through like an episode, I'll be like mommy's brain, like mommy's mind is hurting really bad right now. Um, hmm. And so you're doing that. But then when you're just like going through that, you can't, there's no visible wound. Like you're just like, there's nothing you can see. And so then the self-harm part of it is like there's a visible piece that you can see. Or if you're like not eating or doing something like that that's associated with it where you just have to look and be like, I need a visual because it's easy. I think she was like, it's easy to grasp onto, I think is what she said. Um, And so I was like, it's just so raw. I know I've used that word a lot, but it's such a – She's not holding back. And I think that is such an important thing to bring up because that's a shame part of it. You're like, all right, that's Mm. a symptom that nobody wants to talk about because it's like, oh, that's shame is like associated exactly with that. And so the fact that she brought it up how she did and was so matter of fact about it, that's one of the things of with mental illness being like that and talking about it from your own experience is such an important thing to do. Mm. And so I think having that there, I was like, okay, I'm in like connecting with you already. And then that also led into the, I don't have a right to be happy. Like that part of it where it's like, all right, you're in that mind and you're going through all of this and like you've messed up or you're, brain is just telling you you don't have a right to be happy because you're feeling all this negative stuff and so then when you do start to feel happy it's like all right what's going on and what's gonna go wrong because why am i 
feeling happy. Like instead of enjoying the happy moment, you're like, this is going to lead up to something bad. And like having bipolar and like when you get manic, there's times where you're like, oh, cool. I feel like so great. And then you're just like, oh, shit, when is it going to drop? Like, when is the negative right. going to happen? But this is going to end soon. Yeah. yeah. And so you're just so suspicious when things are going right. Specifically, like, for me, like, when my bipolar is acting up, like, if I'm in the mania, um, like, I'm pretty stable at points where I'm, like, I'm not thinking about when the good is going to end. I'm just, like, present in the moment. But there are definitely when I'm, like, in the mania section of stuff just being, like, okay, when is – when is this going to get all fucked up? Like that right. idea of not under, not knowing what it's going to be. So you're just really suspicious. I think another, another section of it that was interesting that I feel like I've talked with so many people who have experienced this kind of a thing or like the way that she was raised, she felt like she wasn't allowed to ever really think about sex or like consider yeah. herself a sexual person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, kind of hoped that she would hire this escort and sort of like get it out of her system right and just be like I'm just gonna have this one sexual experience and then I'm not gonna think about it or do anything about it ever again and like I'll be fine it's like that's not healthy and that's not how it works right like if if you Mm -hmm. do have sexual feelings in one way or another um to just be like all right i'm gonna do this one thing and then i'm just gonna clamp down on it for the rest of my life is like that's that's not healthy right um so to have her get to the point where she was willing to admit to herself like yes i'm attracted to women yes i want to have sex with a woman um but then to have there still be a wall there of like but i'm not allowed to like find a person to fall in love with and i I'm not going to ever find that. I'm never going to be happy that way. I'm just going to have this one experience and then that's going to be it. And I'll just, you know, hold on to that for the rest of my life. I think that that was so interesting because it did remind me of so many conversations I've had with other people Um, and to have it lead up to, of course, the scenario of hiring an escort and being like, I'm too scared to touch her (laughs) was like, was so good. Right. Because she, she then goes on to talk about, you know, how a sexual experience felt so scary and like amorphous. And now that she's had one, even though she didn't do much of anything now that she's had one, she's like, Oh, it's not actually that scary. Like it is scary, but it's not, it makes sense now. It's not like my brain just has like black fuzz when I like try and imagine what it's like, you know? Yeah. Um, so I thought all the the way that the manga progresses and the way that you see her work through things, I think is really interesting. Um, especially if you read both. Like I think reading lesbian experience with loneliness and just stopping there, you're missing out on how her life progressed from that point in my solo exchange diary because they really do just go one right after the other so mm-hmm. yeah there's just so much to talk about there yeah there's <laughs> there's so much <laughs> what did you guys think about the part where she was talking about 
her being a lesbian connected to her mom and that she was talking about that came out weird let me finish i know exactly what <laughs> okay. you mean though i know uh, which part you're, yeah. you mean yeah where she's like oh maybe i just want oh it's the picture for lou okay so that's yeah. related to that um where she's like oh maybe i'm not a lesbian i just want an older woman to hold me and show me this affection because i'm so connected to my mom in this way that maybe that's what i'm yearning for like i just want that now and she's really touch starved like she's mm -hmm. desperate that's like another theme through the whole thing is she's desperate to just be hugged she yes. like really wants to be hugged by somebody sorry i keep going oh no that was it oh what were you guys <laughs> What were you guys' feelings on on that whole thing? Moeka, did you have any thoughts? I it definitely made me think because for like from my experience, I like going through the like th the thought process of, oh, maybe yeah, cuz I when I was younger, I kind of had the same thing where I was like, oh, maybe it's not like maybe it's not girls. It's just like I just want like somebody like a older lady to hold me like she said and so it was just like it was so weird being like oh i i know this i, I know like, this. i had yeah. this I, yeah, yeah it's like oh this. okay yeah and it, it made me it, i laughed because i was just like that's not gonna fix it that's like it was just so i don't know it was so surreal for me mm -hmm. and so like read like, something where somebody's going through the exact same thought process <laughs> yeah and it's just mm -hmm. like i don't know it was just so funny to me but it definitely was just like, oh, you you sweet girl. Like, that's not how you're going to fix this. Because <laughs> oh. she, yeah. she says that she was doing some reading, right? And the reading was saying that sometimes um, girls will, like, get, get really weirded out because they either find their mother attractive or, like, there's aspects of their mom that they're drawn to and then they feel, like, really gross about it. Mm-hmm. And that's when she was like, oh, well, maybe it's, it's, yeah, it's not my mom. I like, I mean, I have looked at my mom and, and like thought that way, but it's not my mom. I just want like an older woman to like hold me. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into, well, maybe I would do more with an older woman. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think like, it also goes back to the whole sex isn't touched, like talked about, like sex is a thing where it's just you it, you kind of know it exists but you don't know what all goes into it so there's like no communication or being talked to you about it very openly yeah. so then you go and do research and you're like oh this is why this makes sense because you don't quite understand sometimes it's just not innate you're not like oh i understand everything about my sexuality immediately i turned 13 and i know all parts of what i want who i want and that's just not the case and so when you have certain when you're growing up, you just don't realize what's out there, what possibilities you could be feeling or like that it doesn't necessarily have an explanation. You just feel how you feel. But I think human nature is like if they don't understand something, you're like, I need to search something out, a reason about why I am this way. And when you're growing up yeah. in an environment that doesn't talk about being queer, LGBT, then when you start to feel that way, you're just like, oh, well, it's wrong. Like, I'm something's not. Something's wrong with Something's me. wrong. And then I need to figure out the exact reason why I'm feeling this way. And then you grasp on to whatever answer comes up that might relate possibly. 
to what you're yeah. going through. What did you guys think about the part where she finally had somebody who wanted to go out with her and really liked her? And then she was like, oh, this makes me so happy. And then in the next chapter, she's like, why don't I feel anything? I finally yeah. have somebody who wants to be with me. So real, right? Mm -hmm. To be like mm -hmm. desperate to have a relationship with somebody who like knows you and like you have like a connection and you can be honest with them and then the sparks just aren't there. Mm -hmm. Like she waited all this time and finally got to the point where she was like, maybe I, maybe this situation, maybe, maybe like a sexual situation would be different with somebody if I loved them yeah. or if I like had a connection with them. Right. Like maybe that's what I'm really missing and then to have the opportunity to like really get to know somebody mm -hmm. and go out with them and be like, oh, I don't like them as much as they like me. Like you could tell mm -hmm. she was so frustrated. Like, no. Yes. <laughs> but also her acknowledging that like she was still totally down to go to a hotel with this girl. Yes. <laughs> like, like, oh. <laughs> my uh my motivations are a little tainted here i don't actually like this girl <laughs> well, and i guess gone. i mean yeah i definitely this was another part too where i was just like oh man i've i remember that like having that sort of thing too and it's just it's something that's not talked about like in sexuality where it's just like mm. there are things you're definitely attracted to and sex doesn't need to be like, oh, I need to get my my badge and dick on or whatever. Like, <laughs> there's like other things to it that are that make it like a good experience. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh, it's yeah. not yeah. seeing this. Is it was just like, I guess it's just so frustrating because it's it's things that I've experienced, and I'm just like, oh, I don't yeah. want you to go through with this because it's so frustrating. Yeah. To like. Yeah learn about it on your own yeah yeah and so it's just like oh there's just so many little parts in like having sex that aren't talked about enough where it's just mm -hmm. like you don't need to like, like like sure like getting off is like awesome but there are other <laughs> things like emotionally that yeah. are yes. just as good yeah like there's a connection totally. that makes things better like if that's the like what you search for and that's what makes it better then that like makes total sense it's not just about like you said not just about getting off it's like there's sometimes connections like are really important for you too but again like we we've watched this person go from barely acknowledging that she would even want to have sex with a girl to going on a date with somebody and being like, right, I know that we don't have a connection, but like maybe I could get some. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Like as much as as much as you watch that situation, you're like, don't do it. Yeah. Like you still see a lot of growth there, like from a scenario where she felt like maybe she was just destined to never have sex with anyone and that she wasn't maybe even allowed to like feel those feelings and be okay with those feelings and that she wasn't ever going to really grow. Like it was really nice to see her move out 
and you know start dealing with a lot of those feelings and give the book to her parents so her parents know now and go on a date with somebody and like that's what dating is like sometimes it just doesn't work out you know mm -hmm. but I think that you you feel a lot of optimism for her yeah mm -hmm. you know like you've done so much growing in like mm -hmm. a short period of time you will continue to grow that's what life is you know so yeah, the fact yeah. that she, like you said, is able to over, like, she is so much further in how she has dealt with her anxiety and she is dealing with it that she can be like, okay, I can have sex with this girl instead of just being like, oh, my God, sex. What do I do? Sex. I don't understand. I can't touch her. What, is, what am I supposed to have? <laughs> like, the fact that she is able to just think, okay, maybe I just want to have this, like, sexual experience, too. Like you said, mm. it was just like a subtle growth that you don't think about until you look yeah. back and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember your first time. Right. That sounds really weird. <laughs> I was there for it. <laughs> you had a you had a coffee with a, a lovely young lady and she gave you a bath and then she tried to get you to touch her a little bit and you were terrified. And that was basically all. That that happened. <laughs> you couldn't do you could not move. I, know. I love how often she mentions boobs. Yeah. Like in, in yeah. I think every sexual situation that she had, she's like, I really want to touch her boobs, but I'm scared. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, sweetheart. Like, Wait, what do I do? What can I do? What am I supposed to do? I know. Um, Which is funny because in hindsight, it's like you have boobs. Like <laughs> if you don't know what to do with the other girl's boobs, play with your own boobs. <laughs> Oh, oh god so good yeah oh my gosh i love it this conversation is making me want to reread it as like emotionally yeah. taxing as it is i kind of want to just read the whole thing over again. there's apparently a second volume for solo exchange which i didn't know. really yeah no i, so I couldn't find one. it anywhere yeah i just read everything i could find uh they're on amazon i believe the second one is on there too yeah my solo exchange diary <clears throat> Number two. Oh, interesting. It's a very yeah. interesting cover image. So it makes here. I'll read the description. <laughs> yeah, read the description for okay. us. What's it all about? Hit us. Uh, uh, living on her own is harder than Nagata Kabi expected. Building relationships is difficult too, but with a new friendship to cultivate and a new perspective on her family, she's doing her best to open up and become a warm, compassionate person. That's another. That sparks another thing with the friendship. Like, she's making, like, friends. Like, she reached out to friends in yes. high school or call or whichever one it was that she hadn't talked to. And she was so proud of herself. And it's like, yes, that may seem so minor to people who don't have, like, as big, as much anxiety. But just mm. taking that little step of reaching out. Because after it's been built up for so long, you're just, like, hitting hitting the call button or the text button is just, like, feels like you're trying to climb a mountain even though it's yeah. such a little stepping stool it's like that's a huge huge mountain you're trying to conquer and the instant you send that message it's like it's not in your hands anymore like you aren't the one who is controlling the situation it's up to the other person about what they decide to do and decide your fate in a way and right so the yeah. fact that she reached out i was like 
Yes, I'm so proud of you. So and got invited to the wedding. Yes. I was like, oh, she's gonna go to her friend's wedding. Like we waited so long to see a friend of hers. Yes. We didn't see, like, mm-hmm. like she, she really did establish from the get go. Like I don't really have any friends. And to like hit this point where it was, I, I had friends in middle school and I had friends in high school and then I was thrown out into the real world and I didn't have a, a situation that facilitated me seeing people all the time anymore. And it just got harder and harder and harder and harder and harder and like how real that is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was so, it was so cute to have her be like, I'm getting food with a friend. <laughs> like, I'm so proud of you. Also, yeah, so volume two was the pregnant friend. You guys didn't get to that? Wait, you did? I, I guess yeah. not. Oh, no, I, where I, where I, I read it, read it, the first it only had one, yeah, volume. it only had yeah. one volume. Oh, what okay, yeah, because I... Moeka read all of it. Yeah, I assumed I was I was so invested in it. And I thought, yeah, I thought when we said we were reading all of it, that's why I was just like, oh, okay, I'll keep reading then. Oh, oops. No, I I read everything that there was. Oh, okay, okay. But or at least at least where I was reading it, but I'll have to read it, read the rest of it. Oh, it's so oh it's so like good because yeah, because it talks more about her, like her friends, essentially. Oh, and I don't know if you guys want you yourselves wants to be spoiled on that. Since I you want, I want to read it. Yeah, I read <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, we lied, definitely... chat. We lied. Sorry. Yeah. There's a whole section of this yeah, that two of us did not read. Bayachi <laughs> 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 Dente. Uh, should um... we? Oh, sorry, Malika. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just, I was just gonna say, yeah, it goes further into like more of the friends and some of her like therapy, which is which is good. It's good progress. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's good to know. Oh, it's so oh, I can't wait for you guys to read it. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had no idea. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Mm. Should we talk about um, art super fast? There's not a whole lot to say about it, but before we do final thoughts and ratings. A good touch sure uh, i think they're super cute i agree i think it lent it really helps the more serious tones without mm. taking it away like i never felt that the art was like inappropriate for what she was talking about and inappropriate in the way where it's like man this totally detracts <laughs> from what you're saying it's just like yeah. another bizarre talent that the mangaka has where you're like how do you have this art that's so cute and it's going through like so many dramatic experiences without taking away the serious tone that you're giving through the text yeah it's very talented yeah i i liked that it was simple same it was a simple there's some color here and there overall i like the the most important part about the manga really is her experience and so not having super busy artwork with it also helped a lot to like just get really invested because in your mind it's like okay I'm not having to like look in every corner for a little like 
backstory in the area that she's in. I don't know how yeah. better to explain it. No, no I, I, I think that's true. It's kind of like, um, I don't know. I follow a lot of artists, so maybe I run into this more often. But it's kind of like when uh, artists sometimes will go on Twitter and be like, hey, I made a little like four panel comic about X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels it feels really personal, but it's very simple. And it's, you know, it's just like a, an easy, nice read. It feels like volumes of that, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, of an artist just like kind of brain dumping. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think this, the simple style lends to that for sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. Should we wrap up and do final thoughts and ratings? Yeah. Yes. Um, my heart. My kokoro. Um, yes. <laughs> I am drawn to like a 10 for this. Um, just because it's really hard for me to think of um, a critique that would drop it down. Um, And I absolutely loved everything that I read, just the way that she describes mental illness and figuring out what her sexuality is and her relationships and what it means to be a public figure putting their entirety of her life out there. Um, Mm. I think it's just really beautiful and it's really well written the care like her voice and tone is amazingly figured out and entertaining and it's just and it's such a fast read there's no fluff in there that isn't important and i just think it was really impressive and that she as a writer and as an artist and as a creator is incredibly talented and did what she sought out to do and did it really really well so i think for me personally, it's a 10. And that goes to like the talent of the mangaka and the story itself. And then also how I connected with it on a personal level too. So mm. I'm giving it a 10. Yeah, I planned to give it a 10 as well. Uh, I, I just think it's so, it's just so real and it's so accessible. And I think that there's a reason that, um, that I've seen a decent number of reviews be like, I wish that this was in school libraries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I understand why it wouldn't be in a school library because of the covers, <laughs> but yes. like the way that it that it talks about her and her experience, I think is so relatable to a lot of people. Maybe not all of it, even some of it being relatable. Um, it's It's done in a way where she tries so hard to explain how her mind works and it really does make you think about how your own mind works. Um, and I, uh, I loved all of it. And obviously apparently Aaron and I missed out on an entire volume and we still think it's a 10. So, (laughs) so we're both 100% going to read the other volume. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I adored it. I don't think that there's really anything else to say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's definitely a 10 out of 10. I just think it was it was really relatable. I think even even if you're not a lesbian, you, there there are things that you probably will relate with on with her. And so maybe it'll get you thinking. And so yeah, 10 out of 10 out of for me, I definitely enjoyed it. Good experience made me think back on my own experiences. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Just what the best stories personally, I think, do. Mm-hmm. Cool. Also, oh, yeah. So, so sorry. No, so for no. anyone who was confused, the, the very first entry to this is my lesbian experience with loneliness. Mm-hmm. And then the sequel is my solo exchange diary, which is two, is volumes. two volumes. There are two volumes for my solo exchange diary. Yes. That that is a good point to bring up for sure. Um cool. Do you guys have any other things to touch on? I don't think so. Alright. Um I saw sorry, no, actually no, I fine. saw someone's comment in chat that I thought maybe as a little extra bonus, it'd be nice. Um they said, Do you think her life would have been different if she didn't document this in any way? Oh for sure. Yeah, definitely. 100% because she she talks a lot specifically in solo exchange diary she talks a lot about the feedback that she gets from her stories and how she reads them and there's an entire section right where she was talking about how she kept getting positive feedback mm-hmm. and then found herself like trying to go to weird corners of the internet to find people that disagreed or like people that talked about her and stuff like that. And I was like, I understand that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. I totally get that. That like morbid part of your brain that's like, but what about the people who hate me? Mm-hmm. What are they saying? <laughs> right? Like, yes. and um, and the girl that she goes on her first like real date with found out about her because of the comics, right? Yeah. She was a fan. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, her life would definitely be different if she wasn't making this. Um, she never would have left the book for her parents. Maybe she never would have even told her parents. Um, and I do think that whether you publish it anywhere or not, like people get a lot out of keeping a journal or a diary because it's just you work through so much of what's going on in your head by writing it down. Yeah. I think just mm-hmm. keeping the diary in, de- in general, like making these comics, even if they were just for her, probably helped her think through a lot of stuff yeah or it's like maybe maybe in the moment you it it doesn't feel like it does anything for you but for me I feel like keeping keeping a journal of some sort I always on occasion I'll look back in past entries and kind of compare like oh the me from then was feeling this way am I still feeling this way? Or like, if I am feeling this way, the way I view it now, is it different? Mm -hmm. And so it's really, Mm -hmm. it's nice. It's nice feedback to look back on because then you can be like, okay, I do feel the same, but I don't feel, I don't view it quite the same as I did back then. Why is that? And then working on either changing it so that it improves your life. So you're not stuck in that situation essentially mm-hmm. there's been um sorry just that we're like if i part. part of like a healing thing with like bipolar there's times where like i just write down whatever like racing thoughts that are going on when i'm manic and then it just feels like when i go back and read it i'm like holy shit like what that's what i was thinking and then i'm able to look at it and work through maybe why that's why I was feeling. Maybe like this little thing happened or like I was missed medication or something and like just go through and reread it and also understand that 
that was okay, that what I was mm-hmm. feeling was okay. And so it grants a little bit more grace, like, as you're going to go through into the next one and accept that that was like. So it's definitely a part of healing when you're doing that. And even if you don't, like, have a mental illness, like you guys are saying, it's just you learn so much about yourself when you get it down on paper and outside of your own head and you're able to read through it. Yeah. It's definitely, I think, imp- I think, like, her writing it was a big, big part of her healing process. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. If you guys don't have anything else to touch on, we're going to move on. Uh, well, if you guys haven't checked it out to end the discussion, <laughs> 10 out of 10, we definitely recommend that you guys go ahead and check this out. We all loved it. Hello, hello, hello. Um, let's go around and, well, let me shout out our subreddit again, again, our subreddit, uh, reddit.com slash r slash manga pod. Uh, we have the schedule there as well as a recommendation thread, whether if there's a manga that you would like us to check out or a manhwa or a webcomic, go ahead and post that there. And we also have our schedule. Just kidding. I already said that. You now double know that our schedule is there. Um, we also have a recommendation thread for Spotify streaming uh, episodes. If there's one from the past that you would like us to make sure to upload there. Uh, Spotify is MangaPod. Also on iTunes is MangaPod. Um, then let's go around. We're the number one Manga podcast. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. I Hang on. Let me practice dabbing. Yeah. Did I Bam. do it? Boop. You did. I dabbed. Slam. I believe it. Dunk. (laughs) Oh my god. Yes. I'm so happy that you clued into that. I was like, like, okay, I'm going to look really dumb if neither of them do it. (laughs) Say dunk. Um, Cool. Let's go around and shout out our stuff. I'm Erin at Happily Erin. I have a YouTube channel and it's all anime, manga, and mental health awareness. Um, Basically just the manga pod channel. As of now, I'm working on a book. I'm currently doing my third rewrite on it. I just hit 69,000 words out of 75 of a goal. Nice. Um, I post updates for that on on Twitter (laughs) and Instagram. Um, I also talk about anime boys and Thai dramas on Twitter. If you would like to come and check me out on there. I love talking about all fun stuff. Happily Aaron, I'll press everything. That's me. Um, I'm Dodger. You can find me at Dex Bonus on everything. I stream almost every day. Um, and I have Twitter, Instagram. I am on YouTube, but I haven't made a YouTube video in forever. So don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> just, just wink. Uh, but there's lots of really great games that just came out, so I'm really excited. We've got lots of stuff that we're going to play. Um, I think that we're probably going to do another little extra stream tonight. So if you want to tune into that, that would be amazing. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I just, I just talk about anime and how cool my kid is and play games. And that's it. That's my whole my whole skis. Also, uh, did we already shout out Lou? No. No, not yet. He's next. Um, yeah, Lou is our lovely fourth pillar. And he has taken some he's taken some personal time right now, but he is a delight and a treasure. You can find him at Lutox Anime. Is he Lutox Anime on Twitter still? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can find him at Lutox Anime. Uh, he streams sometimes. He tweets a lot, uh, and he's a just generally lovely person. So 
we hope to have him back soon. But in the meantime, we're just going to give him lots of snugs from afar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I am Megamoika on just about every social platform. I am like a Swiss army knife of <laughs> online stuff, I think is how I describe myself in a recent post. I do social media for myself, manga pod, I cosplay, I stream, I do a bunch of stuff, voice acting, you name it. I, I've probably dabbled in it. Um, <laughs> if you like watching content, Follow me on at Megamoika on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, all the good stuff. If not, check out our MangaPod site. It has all our links there as well. Oh, that's so, true. Yeah. Did you just wait? So if you didn't want to hear me say it, you can go read it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. We're all cool. Come watch us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When will they see us again, buds? We will be back next Sunday doing our new time. We are working out our time. We're going to be doing uh, Sunday mornings at 7.30 a.m. Pacific time. What time is that in England? It is 3.30. Cool. 3.30 p.m. in England. Awesome. So that is going to be our new schedule as of right now. I think it's working out pretty good. It's pretty exciting. Um, we, yeah, want to go ahead and follow our Twitter. It's also MangaPod. I forgot to shout that out earlier. Um, so, yeah, we will be here same time. Yes, same time. Same place next week, 7.30 a.m. Pacific time. Reading Slam Dunk, volumes 1 through 3, chapters 1 through 26. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. So long. Slam. Slam. Dunk. Slam. (laughs) Dunk. Dunk. (laughs) you better be dabbing. She is. I know it. Yeah, I'm dabbing. Left, right, left, right. (laughs) (laughs) Left, right. Oh, dude. Cool. Uh, uh, So slam. Bye.